This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha ha, laugh, funny Mention it all A Bravo by Betches podcast We don't say that, but now we said it With Dylan Hafer Hold on, check me, bro And Barry Rosenfeld I need to start drinking alcohol Now go to sleep, we Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast I'm Dylan Hafer And I'm Barry Rosenfeld and you know what? Now it's what we call from last week our podcast Friday. It's our podcast, <laughs> podcast Friday. Podcast Friday. <laughs> make, it, make it hashtag podcast Friday. Um, it is, in fact, Thursday morning. Thursday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, we have um, we have a lot to talk about. I last night on Bravo was such a such an event, like Beverly Hills, and then Family Karma, and I'm just like sobbing everywhere. Yeah, I have to say the whole, like, I was excited. Like, I told you to watch it. Like, I thought that last night's episode of Family Karma was beautiful. I didn't cry only because, like, I don't. There's, like, no, like, tears in my body. But yeah. um, it was beautiful. No, it was, like, for me specifically, it was, like, the exact right kind of content that's, like, designed to make me cry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I was, like... I was like unwell before the episode even started. But before that, we got to talk about Beverly Hills again. Lots happening with Erica. We have more Sutton and Crystal back and forth. Yeah. Like, what do we call it at this point? Like, I don't even, I don't even know because it's like, obviously like they're not getting along super well, but it's like, it's based off of now this like one specific incident that they both seem to sort of agree was not that big of a deal but like I don't know it's super interesting to see kind of like how Crystal is you know trying to sort of spin it and like I I don't know I it's an interesting situation yeah and to be honest I it is crazy because they keep doing a back and forth like showing flashbacks which by the way did you notice they didn't bleep out the f-word and they, she said fuck in the episode twice in the flashback. I was like, no oh, way. No. Yes. And, but when they that. keep doing that, it's very weird. I don't know if it's because I like Crystal and so I'm not seeing it, but I don't, I feel like she's not exactly twisting it. I feel like the story at this point has just been told so many times that the first time it happened, she said like exactly what happened. And now I feel like there, enough time has gone past where she's like, it wasn't that big of a deal. But to be honest, like it has to end. like it's just too much now. It's like what what is there to um, accomplish with this conversation it, now? Yeah, I think I don't know if maybe this is kind of a side effect of Crystal being so new to this group dynamic. And she's talked about not having, you know, really a lot of girlfriends in the past. And but I thought it was really interesting for Dorit to kind of point out because crystal so basically Sutton is saying like you're trying to make it seem like I was doing something creepy when I it was just like an uncomfortable moment and crystal's like I've never I've never said you were creepy like I never said you were like doing anything like blah 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 blah. and I thought I was kind of glad that Dorit spoke up and was like 
I mean, when you told us before, like you did make it sound like it was like we like something strange was happening and like yeah that it was a little more to it and you know she said whatever actually happened like you are it is a different story that you were telling before and I think like we're saying like in the grand scheme of things it shouldn't be that big of a deal like we are we all should just be ready to move on but I I think it would be easier if Crystal was honest about the fact that it was like, oh yeah, I blew it out of proportion. Like I maybe made it sound more, you know, dramatic or whatever than it was. Cause Sutton at this point just feels like it's like an attack on her character. Yeah. And I think like she's like, really Crystal's was. trying to make her look bad. Yeah. And like, I mean, we've seen the, the replay of what happened. It literally was like an awkward moment. Sutton said something to like, try and, diffused the tension basically and it maybe like read the wrong way to crystal but it's just something that in the grand scheme of things it just happens like sometimes you're on a group trip with seven ladies in a house and you just like open the door at the wrong time like it it's not yeah and like the way now we're talking about this word violated and back and forth it's like honestly it doesn't matter that much like if you both agree that it's not that big of a deal and move on it doesn't matter you know, whether Crystal is using the accurate word, like, and, and it's crazy with the whole violated thing, because did Crystal feel violated and could she have? Yeah. Like she, at at that moment, but in Sutton, Sutton wasn't actually violating her. Does that make, does that like make sense? Like she wasn't doing anything to violate her, but it is validating that Crystal (laughs) feels violated. I know so many V words. No, I, Um, I, I agree. And it, it actually makes me think about on New York this week, the conversation that Leah and Ebony had where Leah saying that the women feel intimidated by Ebony and it's like, it's their right to feel intimidated, but that doesn't mean that Ebony is doing something to intimidate them. So it's like, I think that's the the thing. Like when you're describing words with how you feel, it's like your feelings are whatever they are. So if Crystal feels violated, yeah. it's not like inappropriate of her to express that. But then it's also important for her to acknowledge that like Sutton didn't do anything intentionally to make me feel that way. Yeah. And Sutton was like, you, you like, like stop saying that word like basically forcing crystal was like i mean no like i'm not gonna like stop yeah yeah saying it's, that. it's hard because like i understand why sutton is upset at what she feels like is a personal attack but then also i when she's talking about how it's this game of telephone and it's like you know my character is on the other end and it's harmful like i yeah i mean I, honestly it is one of those things where it's like let's just be done and Kathy Hilton being the voice of reason in this conversation. Oh, <laughs> Kathy. She is, she is, I laughed. I know this is, I laughed out loud a few times in last night's episode because you know how in the past people have been like, oh, with Kathy, it's all an act. It's all an act. I'm like, definitely not. Like, that's her. But last night it was like, whoa. Like, she was like down to earth, like having a real conversation at this table. And I was like, Hmm, no, I don't think it's an act with Kathy's. Yeah. Doing. I think she's just. And you know, human. um, she's learning new words like that. Mazel Tov doesn't mean Merry Christmas. 
Dude, oh my God. I was I was like hysterical. And also, yeah, I was like going to be like my actual mazel of the day is the fact that she thought mazel tov meant Merry Christmas. But I think she was just like throwing random words out. And also the fact that she clearly didn't remember Dorit's name at the table. Like she did not know Dorit's name. And she was like, and um, my her, like my English friend. And <laughs> Dorit got like offended. Dorit was I like. Love, I feel like Dorit has been, she's been so put through the ringer for this dumb accent before that now she's like hyper specific of like, I'm not English. This is just the way I talk. Like, because people are like, why are you pretending to be British? And she's like, I'm not. Um, and Erica's like, she's from Connecticut. God damn it. Like she's th- that whole, <laughs> that whole scene was just so underrated, but also about <sighs> Dorit, the fact that I wrote down like random quotes last night that these women said when Dorit okay. had that first of all, stunning piece of artwork in her house. It really was. Oh, it's but when so she beautiful. was like, when she was like, when other people have large photos in their house, it seems a bit narcissistic, but this how could I not <laughs> like that? She's, she's like, what am I going to do? Not put this on the wall. <laughs> I I would hang that in my house, to be honest. Like it was gorgeous. We are going completely out of order here. So I'm just going to. So out of order. We're kind of going backwards. Up, kind of. Actually, yeah. So I was not expecting to get so much information about Amelia and Scott. I, uh, I was like, I was excited to hear such candid discussion from Rinna. And I loved seeing all of the women kind of react to this news because clearly they all feel some type of way about it. And I appreciated that Rinna sort of like gave them permission to express their feelings about it because it is crazy. You know, like your friend's teenage daughter is dating this guy that is, you know, Kardashians, like all of this stuff. They all know how many kids he has. They all know how old he is, like all of this stuff. And I thought it was really interesting to see how the women responded to it. Yeah. And we even see more next week's episode where with Harry Hamlin, which I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. But yeah, their main point is that she's a teenage. She, Amelia is still a teenager and he is a grown man with three children. So it's like every, listen, love is love. Like you can fall in love with whoever, but at the same time, I guess when you take a look at it, it's not the life they had planned or wanted for Amelia like that's not but it's crazy because (laughs) Kyle is very outspoken about it and she's like it's not she she goes like let it ride out like let it play out let it run its course basically and then she's like kind of telling Rinna like it's not gonna it'll end soon like whatever and it's like kind of crazy because it's like her real relationship and we've seen on TV Amelia struggles with other things though this i'm just we've talked about this still and when we talked about this on our other podcast months ago and i was like i don't know age is just a number who really cares but at the same time like i'm scared for if and when they break up and more of a when not an if because yeah i to me like the the age itself is like you know i like raise my eyebrow at that i'm not quite sure how i feel but I think it's more just like the the actual dynamic within the relationship and the fact that Scott has basically done this exact pattern before. Yeah, and Erica's so, like, I'm too old for him. <laughs> exactly. By like 20 years. Um, but I think with Rinna, it's interesting. She's saying Harry Hamlin is way more chill about it. And she's the one kind of a little bit freaking out. And I think... I I totally get that from her because it's not so much like 
I don't want my daughter to date an older man, but more like this guy has clearly baggage, right? He has baggage. He has been in similar situations before, and we've seen that it hasn't, you know, led to happy and fulfilling. (laughs) And another Kathy Hilton, um, she goes, listen, from someone who has daughters in the public eye, she goes, it could be worse. And I was like, that is so <laughs> funny. I, appreciate, I appreciated that perspective from Kathy. I thought, you know, she's definitely right. You know, if Amelia seems happy, um, you know, she and Scott, for what it's worth, are still together. It's been like eight months at this point. Yeah. So. And she looks really happy. Like they seem happy. I'm not like discounting that, but it is in like when your mom is a, a reality star and ha- her and all of her friends are talking about your relationship on TV when it is still somewhat like new and different. Like, I, I don't know. That's a, I'm sure she asked Amelia too, if it was okay, if she can talk about it on the show. Oh, totally. So. Cause also, cause Brenna sat down in the car with Erica when she brought it up and she was like, so Scott Disick, like it was very much like (laughs) it wasn't like somebody like brought it up on camera. And then she was like, I guess I'll talk about this. Like she was fully like, we're having this conversation, baby. I feel like we've all had that moment where you're at somebody's wedding and you're looking around the food, the venue, the music, the overall vibe. And you're making like that mental checklist of if I were planning a wedding right now, maybe you are, maybe you aren't. What would I want to copy from this? What would I want to change? What would I want to tweak? Well, I've been a part of my fair share of weddings over the years, and I know just how stressful the process can be. You go from that newly engaged bliss to overwhelmed by invitation paper and flower colors in the blink of an eye. But using Zola helps with wedding planning from start to finish and makes every decision easier so you can stay in your bliss. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake, Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and even maybe enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or on your couch. Zola helps couples plan the wedding they really want with tons of unique features and personalized recommendations based on a couple's preferences every Zola wedding is as unique as the couple planning it. They've thought of everything you'll need and have built every tool to get you to I do, including customized checklists to get you moving, keep you on track, and prepare you for what's next. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A dot com. Speaking of dating, since we're going backwards now, Garcelle is on Bumble and she said (laughs) that she had to verify her photo like a bunch of times because people thought she was catfishing them. And I was like, in my head, I was like, wow, dating must be pretty difficult as a celebrity. I wouldn't know, but it, it it just probably is something that they have to deal with because it's like, how do you start off? Um, how do you start with like a normal conversation with someone like that? I, I, I've come across Andy Cohen on Tinder before. On Tinder? Yeah, like it's been a few years, but uh-huh. I've I've seen him on on the apps. Honestly, I feel like all the time on um Instagram or whatever that people do show like screenshots. Like Andy Cohen is like um like popular on the apps. Like he's always on he's like on there. <laughs> he's prolific but. on the he's he's a regular on the apps, I would say. <laughs> Andy Cohen, I mean, whatever. Andy Cohen. You have a lot in common, Dylan. Andy Cohen likes to have a good time, I feel. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, Andy, if you're listening to this, um, call in. Tell us about your dating app habits. <laughs> call in. I can't. Uh, ay, ay, ay. Well, nice. I, I want to hear more about Garcelle's three boyfriends. That's what I want to know about. Yeah, it's like we hear that she's on Bumble in one scene. Then Sutton's the one that calls her out um, for the three boyfriends. And it's like Garcelle almost knows what she's doing to us. Like she she knows that she has a lot of information and she's kind of just spreading it out throughout the episodes because she knows that we want it more. But someone passed away recently that we have to talk about. Kyle. <laughs> Kyle. Kyle. Rest Bobet. in peace. <laughs> Kyle the fish did not last very long. Um, It's it's upsetting when we see all these Bravo pets pass away. Like it, a piece of us dies as well. So whatever it's, it's a good sign for the season that we didn't spend like a full episode at a goldfish (laughs) funeral. That's when you know you're in trouble. (laughs) I guess. Yeah. The moment on Vanderpump rules when we had to watch dogs funeral, like that was when you knew that that show needed a little a bit revamp. of a kickstart. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. All right. Well, another scene, this, this, this episode right now is like very fun. I feel like we're just like, okay, we're just talking, but we're having like, we're just like, it's a Zen thing. So we're just talking about random scenes in this episode, but the Umanskis bringing home Sophia. Oh. Oh my God, Portia's reaction. I was laughing and like, it was funny. It was amazing. But the fact that they couldn't hug was mm-hmm. even more like stressful to watch this scene because she, I don't know, this is around Christmas time or it's in the winter at some point during the pandemic. And I think it, they, they're making it known that LA is almost about to shut down for like the second time. But Sophia comes home from college and surprises Portia. And it was just like the sweetest thing. We love seeing the Umanski's family. I rarely say that last name, but um, <laughs> it was so cute. Like I love seeing them as like a family together, but, and Kyle's like, like words of wisdom as a mother. We used to get so much more um, of Kyle's daughters on the show. Like when, I guess when more of them were at home and, you know, she was, she had like younger kids that she was actually like raising more, but it was nice to see that moment. I'm curious if Sophia is going to be like around in the next few episodes now. I don't know, but I also really want to know if we're going to see more of Portia's bat mitzvah on the show because <laughs> I need oh. to. I need but to. And she... honestly, put what, what? Did she get to have like a, a real bat mitzvah because of COVID? I- I don't know, but you know what? I if if Portia is listening to this episode, I want her to know that she's not the only one that struggles with speaking Hebrew at their bat mitzvah. Like it's not oh, a nor- it's like a hard I feel like, thing. <laughs> I feel like every American child that oh, has a bar bat mitzvah struggles yes. with the Hebrew. It is a hard, hard thing. And I remember at mine, one person in my like audience came up to me and he was like, You did a really good job. You made a mistake here, but I noticed. I'm no. sure no one else did. And I was like, "What? They, like, why did you say? Of course I messed up. What do you mean? But he said I only messed like, up once. Go, <laughs> yeah. Like, go, like, go drink a Shirley Temple and shut the fuck up. I was like, I became a woman today. Get out of my face. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, um, I, I'm not Jewish, but I went to a school with a lot of Jewish people. So seventh grade was like a peak of my social life, but I did not ever have to. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> speak Hebrew in front of a crowd. <laughs> yeah, they don't call people up on 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 stage and they're like, "Hey, do you want to guest speak at my bat mitzvah?" 
<laughs> We're oh de- gearing off the track here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we so we get a couple more little tidbits of information about Erica's divorce situation this episode. Um, first, I thought it was interesting. Um, she went to the spa with Sutton, and it's it's funny because we think of Sutton as being like the one who's going to be, you know, asking questions and digging around about Erica. But right now, it seems like she's trying to be super supportive, and it's nice because. Sutton is probably the one in this cast who's been in the most similar situation with her divorce. And um, I thought it was very interesting that she brought up Tom not coming to see Erica in Chicago, which was a point of conversation on last season's reunion. Mm -hmm. And Erica basically like at that time was like, Oh, you know, he was going to come, but then COVID happened. It's not that big of a deal. Like he's busy. And it was interesting to see her, now kind of open up and be like yeah it fucking sucked like yeah it hurt that he didn't come i remember watching that and thinking like that's very weird that her husband wouldn't have come because in last night's episode she even said come for 24 hours like you're more they have the money they have the planes they could have done it like like, it was a you literally you literally own a plane like you can come to new york for once in a three-month period Yeah, I found it um, nice, I guess, that Sutton made her a divorce package, like a divorce care package while they were getting cryotherapy. It was a whole to do. I don't know. (laughs) Sutton Sutton doesn't do anything without a gift, but she was like naming that Erica was like, oh, okay, okay, thank you. Thank you. Like, I feel like Erica is the type of girl who just goes home, eats a tub of ice cream and like watches TV, like nothing fancy like that. But I mean, her heart was in the right place. We'll see. (laughs) But yeah, it is kind of funny how Sutton, like you said, they are similar in the fact, yeah, they're divorced and they're both married to really rich men. So something like not that many people can like, I don't know, talk about or feel similar to, but it, it's something I feel like when that happens, it's like a big, not burden, but something you do have to deal with. Like Erica was like, don't you think I want, I could have taken a lot of stuff from the house. Oh, bless you. Okay. <laughs> I muted myself. Right. So you wouldn't hear the sneeze. I did it. I was like, well, I didn't like, I don't look, but sorry. Anyway, um, Erica was like, don't you think like I could have been like, I'm taking this, I'm taking this. Yeah, but I couldn't. She was like, Tom's not the type of person to be like, you know what, honey, here you go. And I'm sorry, every time they show these flashbacks of him cutting her off and being like, excuse me, Erica, I cringe so hard of the like yeah, way he spoke to her in those situations. First of all, it's embarrassing too in front of people. But yeah, they're just showing more and more of those scenes. And it's like, do you, girl? It's time. Okay, but then um, the other interesting thing that came up with Erica when she was with Rinna, Rinna asked, or Garcelle had said something about seeing Tom out with another woman. And Erica specifically says that the divorce didn't have anything to do with him cheating or infidelity or any of that. And it's interesting because thinking back to, I think it was in December when Erica posted those weird text message screenshots about justice trisha a bigelow mm-hmm. saying that she's <laughs> oh been like God. fucking my husband and went to neiman marcus and whatnot like that is something like i'm gonna need an explanation of those specific posts about trisha a bigelow because it's like 
when did that happen? If you're saying that the divorce had nothing to do with infidelity and then you posted about Tom cheating and then you deleted that post and you've never brought it up again. Like that feels like a piece of the puzzle that right now just like doesn't fit. And so I'm, I, I want it. I want to get an explanation of that. And I hope it comes up on the show. What about the fact that she was like, listen, if you're an 81 and a half year old man's going out to get that pussy, like more power to you. And I was like, no, you don't encourage it. Like that doesn't matter his age. He's what are you basically saying? Oh, because he's old. Like, go ahead. You can't get any like that. That's your husband. For a long time, people had seen Tom, you know, like out and about with other women. And so I think for a couple of years, at least people sort of wondered or assumed or thought that they had some kind of arrangement and obviously erica never talked about that because erica never talked about anything Anything. frankly (laughs) so like that could still be a thing but that's also part of why when she posted those texts with trisha that it was like wait 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 like he's literally been like seen on dates with other women and you like have never addressed it so like why are you posting this now and I, I just would like I, I would like some clarification. I know Erica has not been really really doing press or anything, but I would love like her full timeline of what happened. Cause I feel like right now it's like obviously on the show we're getting explanation of some things. Not all of the, you know, legal stuff has come out yet on the show. Garcelle said on Watch What Happens Live, specifically when these episodes were happening, they didn't know about any of tom's stuff right so i i will be curious in like a few weeks from now if stuff starts to make more sense or if it really is just like we're being fed a story on housewives and like a lot of the stuff that happens in real life doesn't really gel with that summer is fast approaching which means more social events more weddings to attend more nights on the town and hopefully more vacations that's why i'm so thankful for today's sponsor honey love for covering us with the best shapewear with honey love you can feel your best even when you're wearing less they've revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear plus they're the only shapewear that won't ever roll down no matter how much you groove on the dance floor for a limited time only, you can get Honeylove on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com MIA. When talking about shapewear, Honeylove's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. The superpower short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering just the perfect amount of compression. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back of the thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at Honeylove.com. Honeylove.com slash MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started, honeys. Shape your life with Honeylove. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Let's talk about Family Karma because this episode was 
just really nice. I mean, I feel like we got a lot this episode, like from every person on the show. And like, I'm loving more and more of these events at their houses and and learning more also about what they're doing and seeing all the families like together. It looks so nice all the time. Like, it's like a mix with this show. It's like, do we want drama? Yes. Do we want to see all this happiness? Yes. It's like, I don't know where I land with this, but um, I think, well, with this show, I feel like because there is so much family you know there's so many like family relationships no there (laughs) there's so much like family stuff on display that that provides the storyline that would be on another show like two people fighting or whatever so like I feel like we don't need as much like reality show drama because we have like actual interesting things happening in their personal lives like all this, obviously, all the stuff with Amrit is super interesting. Like, I can't wait to figure out what's happening with Vishal and Richa. They seem like they're in a better a place, place for now. Who knows? You know, like I, I'm interested in you know uh, Brian and Monica Shaw. Like, what's happening there? They seem to be on the same page in terms of that they're serious about their relationship. But, but given that it's long distance, like figuring out what that means. I just feel like there's a lot of real, real story happening so that we don't have to rely on like, like not every episode has to be about Anisha and Monica, like being petty with each other. Right. To be honest, I actually don't think it was nice seeing Brian talk about his relationship with Monica 2.0 because I actually don't. I think I appreciate him being like, wait, talking to people about a timeline because he was like, I'm thinking two years, whatever. And like, I think it's better that way because he's clearly not ready for like a commit, like a commitment. Right. And it's better not to rush into it when he's like, wait, 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 what? And uh, and someone was like, well, how long are you going to wait? Like, what do you mean? And you need to have that talk. So I think he's just more of like having fun and enjoying being with his family. And he kind of likes the dynamic he has with like this long distance relationship. But we'll see with that. I feel like everyone's just so freaking happy. I loved seeing um, Bali and Amrit at the jewelry store. And um, Amrit tells Bali that he's going to propose to Nicholas. Um, <laughs> I was dying, though, when Bali's picking out jewelry for herself that's going to be a gift from O'Malley. And the, the like, salesperson tries to show her a micro pave piece. And she's like, well, I don't like the words micro or pave. <laughs> and they were like, poor O'Malley. And she was like, there's nothing poor about O'Malley. And I was like, girl, <laughs> I love your energy. It was fun, because yeah, he- I feel like, on season one, they did show Diwali, but I feel like they kind of just had like, they showed like one party sort of. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this season they, you know, took a little more time and sort of showed us like the different days because like we see the days where they're at home with their families and it's more of like a religious holiday. And then the day where it's like the big party at the Patel compound, compound, compound. What, how did I just say Compound. <laughs> compound and I love seeing like the different sort of like stages of this celebration and like you know they're saying like okay like we're not going to drink today but then like the next day we party like it's cool to get sort of like a deeper look at like the cultural aspects 
Also, the fact that Anish and Brian called their moms because they were like, honestly, we don't know what the holidays are and the days <laughs> yeah, are. So, like, we'll, <laughs> we'll just ask. And um, yeah, but also last week, I forgot to say that, like, I've been to a Garba before and it is. Oh, really? It was one of like the best days of like my life. I'm not even kidding. It Ooh. was. It was very fun. They were so like invite the people who were hosting the party were so like inviting because they all all whoever hosts any of these parties wants is for people to want to enjoy and like learn and have fun. And that's right. exactly what was going on. Oh, my gosh. I still have my shoot. I don't know if there's a correct name for it, but they have them in the episodes. Those sticks that they like bang oh, together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have them still. I was like, I will never get rid of these. They're so amazing. But yeah, anyway, um, <laughs> Seeing Am- Amri be so like vulnerable in this episode was so nice. And the fact that he was choosing when what conversation Nicholas should be involved in and when he shouldn't. And when he was talking to his parents, yeah. they were he called his brother and he was like, we decided Nicholas shouldn't even though Nicholas is fully aware of what's going on, that the conversation right. just with his family should be something like more private. But- I. I thought it was really great to see him when he told his parents that he was planning on proposing. I, I really appreciated how, how much they showed of this conversation with his parents and the fact that it, it was kind of a difficult thing for his mom to sort of wrap her head around. And the fact I liked seeing kind of this like nuanced depiction of it because it's like Amrit's mom like it's not like she isn't okay with his sexuality it's not like she like doesn't want him to be happy but like showing her having to like put in the work to really like fully be on the same page I thought it was great to see you know because that's real like that's how stuff like this happens and like obviously it would be great if he told her and right away she was like yay like I'm so excited but I thought it made the episode like more, you know, impactful that we got to see her kind of working through it. And his Amrit's dad was so great at kind of like talking her through this, you know, what's going on and how, you know, it's all going to be good. And like, this is what we have like known was going to happen for like a long time. And like, it's a good thing. And then having kind of transferring that, over to the conversation with Nani was like, it felt like such a moment of growth. Like, obviously it was important for Amrit, but also for his mom to kind of like, like be okay with it on a personal level for her, but then also like step up to the plate and like explain to her mom sort of the whole situation and why it was a good thing. And, you know, like Amrit and Nicholas are going to be happy, like all of this stuff. Like it just was such a nice moment and I feel like on on Bravo shows in the past like some of the depictions of like gay people and like LGBT stuff have been like kind of cringeworthy and so to have like a real like emotional you know like full circle moment like this was just really nice to see I totally agree I think the way they had the conversation and filmed it with Nani was wonderful I think that they explain because she also forget the fact that she's old school. She's also like she's old. So it's like you have to explain things to her a little differently. And the way they explained it was mm-hmm. um, also hopefully I think 
this will help other people a hundred percent watching this totally. show. And I hope it has a really, really positive, great impact on others who are struggling in the same way, telling their family or telling their um, grandparents who are from a different culture, like or, or older culture. So I just thought that was really nice. And yeah, MVP is Amrit's dad. Like that hit him. He was just so like encouraging to him, encouraging to the mom, like doing just what he was supposed to be doing as a parent. And it was like, it was very nice to see on Bravo, but yeah. And then hopefully we see the actual proposal because I'm sure we will congratulating Nicholas. And they're like, no, wait, nothing like, wait, you're just got through the first step. We want to see the proposal. No, we're definitely going to see the proposal. Like hundred (laughs) percent. I know. They were like, Nani loves you. And he was like, what? And she was like, well, she's not happy, but, and he was like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I, I actually, that's the thing. Like, I thought it was nice that it didn't feel like sugar coated. Like it wasn't just like, yeah, "Yeah, I came out and everyone's happy. It's like, no, it's going to be baby steps. Like it's going to be, there are going to be like things to figure out. Like they were talking about Nani, like being like telling her friends and like, are you going to feel comfortable? And, you know, it definitely is a process. And like, him saying that they're going to be the first gay wedding, like in this Miami, like Indian community, like that's a big deal. And especially for the older generations who like most or all of them are immigrants and like maybe where they come from, it's something that's like really not accepted. Mm -hmm. Like it is a big deal. And I, I think it's cool that we're getting to see that. Yeah. Uh, Um, I love family karma. (laughs) I know. I'm like, don't sleep on family karma. But also I like <laughs> seeing more about Monica's dad too, because um, um, their divorce was sim- clearly something that like affected their friends, their friendships and everything. So the fact that he's more comfortable coming to more social events and like having fun and it, it's nice to see that he feels good and like comfortable being there. And like they showed like, them taking pictures and them all together and that it was a bit of a struggle when it first happened, but now it's almost seems like they're back to normal. I don't know if we're going to see her parents like in the same scene together, but you know what? That's as long as, yeah, I don't know if that's in the cards, (laughs) but I'll (laughs) whatever. I'm just glad that he feels comfortable. Like, being around their social circle again. Cause that was, yeah. Serious. And I the love, moms, oh my God, Raj. the moms in their, in their confessionals are <laughs> too much, like seriously too much. It's, they just have like these jokes. They laugh. They're like talking about their TV shows. And I feel like they had more airtime last night than the, than the kids. You know, also I might have to go get a Wendy's spicy crispy chicken sandwich oh. after this, like Appa. <laughs> My God, that email. That email. <laughs> so specific uh, and so like the fact attached. that they showed it. I can't. Oh my God, he sent a picture of the chicken sandwich from Wendy's. I. It looks kind of good. I know you're not. I mean, I like, you don't need. No, me, I had. But. It, it, it. You know. Listen. When I, I got it, you got to call it as it is. It looked really good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well. That chi- I got to go get that chicken sandwich. So I think that's going to that's gonna do it for us today. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow the show wherever you listen. Follow us on Instagram at Bravo by Betches and have a happy, healthy, safe holiday weekend. And just be cool. Don't be all like uncool. 
Mention It All is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales-Pico. Editing by Sean Kilby. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a wild berry splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Batches.